Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, we're brown, and I am writing solo. It's your girl, Mandy, aka Mandy Money, and I am not gonna be alone for much longer, y'all. For eight years, uh, my little brother, Alex Woodruff, has been petitioning to be a guest on Brown Ambition, and finally, he asked at the right time. I have never been more impressed with him as not just a career professional, but also from a financial perspective, what he's managed to do just by the tender age of 31. I can't believe he's old, but also that makes me so much older. But anyway, he has paid off a condo, paid off 50K of student loan debt, built his own beautiful, gigantic home in the heart of our hometown of Atlanta. He has an Airbnb property. And on top of that, he is a badass tech sales rep for multiple companies like IBM and Salesforce. And did I even mention that he has this new thriving creative endeavor as a filmmaker? So I am inviting my little brother, my little bruv, Alex, on the show today. And I hope that you all enjoy this conversation. All right. So, you know, now I have this, I'm in a, sim, well, I don't know. I, I don't know what to call myself. And people say like, what do you do now? I'm like, I do a lot of things. But one of the core things is I have the Mandy Moneymaker career coaching community, which I've just started in the last couple of years. And you've always been very supportive of that. Thank you. Um, but it was sort of exciting for me in a, in a sick kind of weird way. Again, I'm a terrible person. Unlike yourself, you're very pure. But when you got let go, <laughs> when it happened to you, what? How do you reveal like, Im- like important things like this in public? You could you've never told me that you liked it when I got laid off. Well, from the sense of like, I love it when anyone comes to me with a real life career conundrum and I'm like, ooh, data and project. And I want to watch this story unfold so I can learn to make me a better coach, you know? That's and, a nice way to put it. Yeah. So when you, but also... <laughs> There's my therapist asked me, she's like, what is it about you and Alex that you think makes you guys um, have so much faith in yourself or successful or whatever? And I was like, I don't really know what to put up my finger on it. But like, I'm not worried about either of us. I'm not worried about you. I'm not worried about there's no real sense of uh, getting let go could derail Alex's success. You know what I mean? The same way for me, like if tomorrow, God forbid, they take away Brown Ambition, I don't know who is in charge of that. No one because we own it, but whatever. Like I'll I'll find some way, like I'll be okay. So I feel like when you came to me with, you know, unfortunately being let go, while I was concerned and I wanted to help you, I also like wasn't 
I was like, oh, he'll bounce, like he'll bounce back. He's going to be fine. You know what I mean? Um, so that's why I think I could like take myself out of it and be like, ooh, project. And like, it's fun. But I want you to talk about that because I think you're such an incredible example. And I told you this at the time of professional resilience and someone who, you know, you were at this place for less than a year or just about a year. Um, it was less than a year. It was around yeah. nine, 10 months. Yeah. And you're like me, a job hopper. So how many, this was like your, how many jobs? And I don't know, how many jobs did you have up yeah. to this point? How many years? I I'm an un- unwilling job hopper. I'm, I'm searching for <laughs> long-term commitment. I think I found it. <laughs> like, okay, I was good. Hear that, Fiddler? Like, yeah. I was not trying to like, uh, job, like hop from the next thing to the next thing. It's when you're in the startup world in tech, this can happen. It's kind mm-hmm. of the risk you take when you go from an IBM or a Salesforce, which is where I worked out of college, um, into the startup world where it's a lot faster, a lot looser, and you don't necessarily know what's going to happen. The flip side of that is that you can have massive earning potentials. You have a lot of autonomy to run yourself and your business like it's your business. Um, and it, it speaks to me more, it, going back to what we talked about earlier, it speaks to who I am to work at a company that I know the CEO, I have a relationship with that person and I know what we stand for and I can reflect that. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, getting laid off was tough. It was very, very uh, startling because I think highly of myself. And so while I wasn't shocked because I knew that as a company we weren't performing and as a individual, I could have been doing better, but um, I, I was definitely surprised. I thought that it wouldn't have been, if it was going to happen, I thought I would have been safe. So it, there's a couple of things I want to say, like, definitely I have a chip on my shoulder. And when you talk about, you always knew I was going to be okay. You're not worried about me. You're not worried about you. Like I'm going to be okay because I'm going to make sure that whoever made that decision regrets it one way or another. And they probably won't. They don't. Ooh, so you do have like a little bit of head. Yeah, I, have a, I want to like make them regret it. I want them to yeah, be like, I cannot, did that dumb shit. <laughs> Like, I, that's what yeah. I want. And so I'm going to force that to happen. And so Fiddler, where I work, is getting the hardest working version of me, like, possible. It is the, mm-hmm. I'm on go mode right now because I need to validate not only to myself, but to this imaginary hater who I've created in my head who thinks, like, I'm going to fail. I'm going to flop. Like, that. that is how I operate. But on the other end of it, in terms of, like, when it happened and the fear that I had, there's a, a, two reasons I wasn't really afraid. One is that my girlfriend has, has my back. Like she financially can help us out and get us through a period of lean times. And then the other thing, it's not all that lean over here. I'm doing okay. Like I'm not mm-hmm. scraping the bottom. You didn't of the have a lot of cash in the bank, which you I expressed didn't. to me, but you did yeah, have an I Airbnb. Have like, yeah. Like what's the worst that can happen? You know. I, my massive house and make a bunch of money off of it and then by the time mm-hmm. i'm done doing that i have a new job and like you just gotta yeah. be able to be adaptable like yeah Amen. i wanted this, yeah. this house but what if it doesn't work out that's okay like yeah. i need what what's actually important to me as a human it isn't mm-hmm. this house it's not this neighborhood it's not the job that i was in at the time it's like how do i ensure that I'm not losing sight of what's actually important to me. And so when I got laid off, yeah, it was it was scary for a little bit. But once I started thinking about it, and I'm like, I'll be fine. I'm going to handle this. And mm. no matter what, nothing's off the table as long as, you know, me and the people who I love are protected and we're fine. And maybe we live in a smaller place. Maybe we rent for a while. 
none of those things ended up happening. I got a new job in like three weeks, but like, yes. So let's talk about that. Yeah. First of all, your first, your first correct step was to call me. Obviously. I called you almost immediately. Right. I don't I know, know. I was extremely pregnant and you know, yeah. about to pop any, you were, day. you were like any moment now. I'm like, Hey, uh, no, well, wait, we're kind of putting a date on. And if we do that, do you think that matters? Nah, you got, you've been pregnant twice. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> Well, you know, pro-life. I've been pregnant. I don't three think anybody's anyway. really sleuthing that hard. I, I'm fine with yeah. that. You're right. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So, of course, you called me right away. <laughs> you and say pro-life? I just caught that. <laughs> pro-life. I've been pregnant three times. Okay. Yeah. I know. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I just, I just, I caught up with you. There. <laughs> Stick around, kid. You'll learn some stuff today. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you-know-what. I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Hey, hey, BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. 
Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition, rocketmoney.com slash brown ambition. All right. So you called me up. We talked about it. And like immediately, I feel like you were it was your full time job to be looking for work and like quickly talk about a few things that you did that you feel like three weeks later you had an incredible. Not only did you have an incredible job because we got to the negotiation, which is also so fun for me to like have a a backseat to watching you negotiate because I love seeing it happen in real time. But you had options in three weeks. It wasn't just like. I got a break. It was you had two or three potential opportunities. So um, I think it's really crucial for people to understand how that came to be. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like when you brought up how I lost hope in college, it was the same exact scenario. Like I got hope scholarship, not hope in his life. Oh, you're right. I forget people aren't from Atlanta. I lost the hope scholarship. (laughs) I did not lose hope as a person. Um, Yeah, I lost the scholarship that I had going to college. And that was a that was a big wake up call. It reminded me to keep the main thing, the main thing and understand what my floor is. And for me, in order to do everything I love and everything that's important to me, I need to be a highly functional software sales executive. And if the place I was at, I wasn't able to do that or deliver, I need to go and fix that first. And if I don't, everything else is now under threat. I can't invest in my movies. I can't have a lifestyle I want to live. I can't, you know, put into my retirement, et cetera. So it was extremely important. I put, to your point, it was like my full-time job for that three weeks was to find a job. Um, in terms of how I got the options, I have developed over the course of my career a good reputation and s- several really important mentors, people who have um, vouched for me, people who have supported me along the, my process. One of them is uh, Seth Dobrin, who uh, at the time was the president of the Responsible AI Institute, which I'm a board advisor for. And he connected me with a few people immediately, as well as Responsible other people. Responsible what? Inst- AI? Responsible, Responsible AI, AI Institute. Institute. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, he connected with me with people. I was on LinkedIn, you know, doing what I do from a sales perspective, but now looking for a job and I'm the product. So it was very, it, it felt natural. It was scary for the first few days, but then I started getting interviews and then you start, then I'm in the mode, right? I'm, I'm, I'm maxed so out. So you, t- you reach out to Seth, you reach out to the mentors like via LinkedIn or email or whatever, let them know. Do you tell them, cause I get this question sometimes, should I tell people I've been let go? What, you need to what, think did, about, what was your approach? I, I, that's a fair question. I think. And you, you had need, a lot of concern about reputational risk too. And I think to those are valid. Stigma. Warrant warranted and valid reputational risk because it wasn't my first time leaving a startup right in the in the prior year i had left a company and went to a startup and then that startup folded i didn't get let go but i had to get out because it was under a lot of pressure so i left for another startup um and then that startup laid me off so like for me 
my reputation as a job hopper is not something that I think is valuable in my career. I don't want that reputation. Um, mm. I want the best opportunity for me, don't get me wrong, but I don't want to be looked at as a job hopper. I want to go somewhere and deliver and be looked at as, wow, I'm glad that person was here. So I was worried, yeah, about who I reached out to. And I think for anyone listening, it's important to think about what your reputation is with somebody before you reach out to them and tell them you were let go. Because if they don't think that highly of you and you were reaching out to them and letting them know bad news about you and asking them for help, like maybe you should find someone else. Their reputation could be at stake as well. You know, they have to really, well, like if, if they will, cause they may decide not to vouch for you just for fear that if they do, like they don't really trust that it'll reflect, you know, well on them. But if someone knows you, they're like, Oh, Alex was, Alex ended up here. Not because he's not great, but because, you know, some things happened to Alex. I'm still going to vouch for Alex as the product, you know? Absolutely. And you don't want to, it's always, you're always trying to build the best reputation for yourself with everyone in your network that you possibly can. So mm-hmm. if somebody already doesn't think that highly of me or is not a huge fan of mine, I'm not bringing them bad news. That's not, that's not a valuable investment on my end. I'm going to wait to pull up on them after I have some good news so that I can improve that impression that they have of me. So I'm going to the people, to your point, who already think highly of me, who know that if I was let go, you know, it's like when you have a breakup, you go to that friend who's going to be like, man, they were bugging. Like, that's yeah. who you want to go to in this environment. You want to go to somebody who supports you. Yeah. And then would vouch for you. So that led you to a couple of not just interviews, but like because you're niching into and people who want to break into tech, I feel like listen up because like you targeting, were you specifically targeting startups? Because I feel like that because it's such a smaller sort of, I don't know like companies, fewer fewer people in between you and leadership, you're able to get that face time with leadership pretty quickly, you know, versus like applying to Meta or Google and, you know, going into this huge stratosphere that's just like, it's hard to break into. You need to understand what your leverage is. So for me and the skill set I have and the track record I have, I have the ability to go to a startup who needs the job that I do, which is sales, and say, you should consider me, right? But if you're brand new and trying to break into the tech space and you're trying to get a job like the one I have right now, it might be more beneficial for you to go to a bigger company who is hiring more people at once, who has a training program, like what I did when I joined IBM, right? Mm -hmm. That would be maybe a good use of your time because if you go to a startup, they're expecting you to be ready-made. They want you to have gone through training already. They want you to be ready to literally join and at Fiddler, I was having meetings with customers like a week after I joined because yeah. I already knew the space. I was already, you know, an, enough of an expert to be able to they don't have time to train. Yeah, they didn't need to. Yeah, they didn't want to have to train anyone. So that's the leverage I had coming in. If I were brand new and I were trying to get into a sales job, I would go somewhere with a training program that allows me to generate more skills and a track record of success. And then if I decide eventually I want to be in startups, which is how my career, you know, uh, went, then I can do that. And now a startup is a lot more likely to look at me because I have a track record of success and I've been trained already in a, in a you know, a valuable program. Okay. All right. That's really helpful. I think that that's really 
good to note as well. Like, and I bring up IBM because I've got some clients who work for IBM and I'm like, shout out to the big companies who give people a foundation of experience. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's no shade to going to a big old company. Um, but I think what's great is that you weren't afraid to change your mind and you weren't afraid to go in a different direction. And I yeah. recently heard a statistic that was like, the highest, and this is a basketball reference, okay, so obviously I don't know what I'm talking about. But wow. this stat was like the top five highest scoring players were also the top five highest missed basket players. What do you call that? Bricks? Yeah, so like they, they had the <laughs> bricks. Yeah, you do call them bricks. Uh, <laughs> so field, field goals missed. So they probably had the most. Yeah, because they're shooting a lot. No, basketball. That's not a field goal, is it? Yeah, it's called a field goal. It's confusing. This is a tough What? One. It is, yeah. The thing that Shaq can't do, that's a field goal? That's a free throw. Oh, a, field, a free. Okay, anyway. Free yeah. But my point is, like, in order to get the wins, get the house, get the Airbnb, you know, get the debt paid off, you had to make, like, a lot of, like, take some risks. Like, go for it, you know? And the layoff being one of the times that it didn't that you could perceive it as like, oh, took that shot, it didn't pay off. But look at all the things that, you know, all the chances you did take that did pay off. And I feel like a lot of people that I work with and even who listen to the show just are like love coming back because it's like giving you permission, helping you feel safer, you know, taking that shot. Because failing is, yeah, failing is scary. I have failed, I will fail you know, in the future with some projects that I pursue, but I'm also going to really succeed because I'm going to keep doing stuff. Yeah. You know, that's why I loved when you first started the show. Like I'm a, I'm an artist. So I vibe with concepts and names and even brands and logos. Thanks to wearing ours again, by the way, like follow it. us at pineapple cut pictures on Instagram, or you can follow me at Alex J Woodruff. See? I may not be on uh, in a few months. I might have to leave. You should have said at the beginning of the show, as I will, that's because fine. that's what most listenership but, is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like the Brown Ambition, the name, it speaks mm -hmm. to everything you just said. It's like you have to have that be your affirmation. Be mm -hmm. ambitious. Be audacious when you have the ability to. Like those are things that have served me very well is when I know that I understand what it is I'm doing. I'm good. Those are the times to be audacious. Those are the times to try to go a step further than maybe where you'd be comfortable and that's how you're gonna for example i built a house after i first bought a condo that was pretty audacious but i did have a little bit of a foundation because i had renovated my condo so those things you know are important to try and now whatever i do next who knows right but it's going to be something that's audacious because that's just part of my dna i mean direct writing and directing your first feature it's, it's a short, sorry short yeah, short film yeah i real i real i learned that from project Greenlight. it's a short mm -hmm. but still it's really freaking amazing i wish i could be there in person to see it but um i want to end on that note just like talking about the audacity of brown ambition and um how you personify that and i'm just so damn proud of you baby bro thank you so much and the feeling is yeah. way mutual i'm so happy i wish tiff could be here i tell her too but um okay. level y'all are maybe you'll come so back on the show I Maybe want to be back. After you, don't you, win your well. I mean, you know, I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be watching the reviews on this one, or like the, like the. I want to get the, I want to get the, the, the listening. Um, well, I don't know. You're gonna have to be on IG because, like, that's where. 
the BA fam is on IG interacting with our clips. Also, you can listen to this on or watch on YouTube if you want to see how much Alex may or may not look like me, y'all. Me. I am the original doppelganger, not Drake. Yeah, people. So then no one used to say you look like Drake. When this hair goes down, yeah, it's pretty uncanny how much we look yeah. like. Mm, yeah, but you know, you'll always be number one. All right, Alex James, mischief man. Wow, I love it. It was either. (laughs) Thank you. It was either the pineapple cut shirt or the Harry Potter Sorcerer's Stone t-shirt that you gave me that I couldn't find. Um, Oh, that's the shirt I brought you. Okay, I knew I brought you a shirt. That's what I... Yeah, and I knew it wasn't pineapple cut, but you know what? I just moved on from that, but you came around. All right. Thank you, Alex, for joining Brown Ambition. Um, you. You guys... Please run to go follow Pineapple Cut Pictures on IG, where you can stay abreast of all the news. You've got your your shorts are entering film festivals, and I hope people get a chance to see My Store Magic, which is just so cute, so sweet and adorable, and heart you know heartwarming and beautifully shot, just gorgeous. The colors, I mean, so much of it, and also Forgive Us is one of the films that really. Whoa, <laughs> very different than Mice Were Magic, but another short that y'all have done. And good luck this weekend making your first film. Thank you. Thank I you. won't try to call or text you. Don't worry. I won't but answer. I will. You won't answer. That's good. Focus be, on the be, art. Yeah, I will be very, very busy. Yeah, but, thank but you. it's so dope. All right. Bye. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.